Uh, we're here for the Utilities Committee meeting. It's Monday, uh, March 20th, 6.30 p.m. Uh, please call the roll. Councilors Dobos? Here. Balak here? Here. McAuliffe? Hussein? Roy? Here. Uh, in accordance with Massachusetts Open Meeting Law, is anybody uh, videotaping or recording this meeting? Uh, seeing none. Item number one. Uh, Eversource Gas of Massachusetts hereby requested that be granted a location and permission to install and maintain uh, four seven. I'm sorry, four thousand seven hundred and eleven feet of two-inch IP plastic gas main on Chicopee Street, Emerson Street, Irwin Street, uh, towards Telliot Avenue, uh, Lucretia Avenue, Riverview Place, Charbonneau Terrace, Rivers Avenue, Adams Street, Leslie Street, and Blanche Street, with such laterals and service connections as it may now or subsequently find necessary. Eversource here. Oh, you can come up. Yeah, I'm sorry. I butchered some of these names here. What? I think you just missed. Be on there? I have. Uh... Sorry, so your name and name and your dresser and what your proposal says. Yeah. Uh, Brian Macrolo, uh, 225 Roosevelt Ave in Springfield, representing Eversource. So pretty much exactly what was just referenced, uh, pretty much running gas mains off the side streets on Chicopee Street. Chicopee Street will only be doing service work. There's an existing gas main down Chicopee. This retires an existing low pressure system. We have fed off the olivine at Chicopee Street regulator station. Go out there now, there's a below ground structure that cuts it to low pressure. This is to retire that and bring it all up to the new current 60 pound system. Uh, go ahead, Councilor Ballack, have any questions? Yeah, thank you. I, I didn't know if there might be some neighbors that, that might be here that might have some questions or concerns. Sure, is anybody from the public here for the item number one regarding uh, Eversource? And hold on, on Zoom, is there any I'm sorry, anybody on Zoom? Go ahead, Councilor Ballack here. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, sir. When, when, uh, two questions for you. When would this project be starting and when is the estimated time of completion? Yeah, so we plan to start in May with the approval and okay. an approval from uh, DPW. Mm -hmm. And then duration right now is 117 construction days, so business days. That's with one crew. Depending on how, how the city works, we could bring a second crew to shorten up that time frame. But. Okay, think as a follow up question, uh, how are you notifying citizens that are in these particular exact order that you're going to follow with with the project or um how is that going to work yep so our contractor will send out letters to every single resident gas gas customer and not affected with this project prior to starting so before that everything goes out and then uh, usually a week or so before door knockers go out to notify of the project they're kind of we let the contractor kind of dictate which way they go, they're a little better at picking which which route to take, so they kind of set the, the, the schedule more. And, and one final question, please. You're going to need a police presence, or uh, how yeah, are you going to handle that? Yeah, yeah, police detail for all this work. We, and we know we've also talked with the engineering department. They have some work on Chicopee Street, I think, installing some uh, pedestrian crossings. Mm -hmm. So we're working to them to work around their schedule to not interfere with that at all. So. Um, yeah, I had the similar concern as Councillor Ballack here. Uh, last time, Eversource had some issues in Ward 9 with the um, notifications. 
Right. So as long as the uh, the notifications, um, I think last time they sent a notification out as soon as they got the approval, and then there was not door knockers um, given out after that. So yep. um, that's just my request is that please make sure you try to notify people right before the work is done. Uh, maybe we can make that a requirement uh, in the approval. Yeah, I just want to apologize. That was so during the transition, we kind of lost a couple of things that we used to do. So we're trying to pick that back up to kind of get that notification out there. Other questions? I'm, I'm you good? Any any other questions? I just I just want to so. thank uh, Councillor Dobos for bringing that issue up about the notification, because that became a real issue in Ward Nine, and uh, we literally had to go around door to door to let people know <coughs> what was going on there. I think they even had the wrong year uh, on the notice, so it was really confusing. So I'm glad that EverSource is addressing that problem. Thank you, Councillor Dobos. If there's no other questions, thank I'll you. move to tentatively, tentatively approve. Uh, motion made seconded to uh, tentatively approve. Councilors Dobos? Yes. Balakir? Yes. McAuliffe? Bouchane? Roy? Yes. But I'll take yours, seeing how it's right here. It's got a fancy new pen from Councillor Ozigarowski. Yeah, okay. thank Perfect. You, thank you. Thank you. What happens uh, the vote is three favorable, uh, two uh, absent uh, to go to the full board at the next city council meeting. Make a motion to take number three out of order because Dan, I think, is still researching two. Yeah, uh, motion made and seconded to take item number three out of order. I know um, the viewing public is here for number two. Uh, we're just waiting for city council president and uh, Frank LaFlamme and waiting for our attorney, Dan Garvey. Uh, and uh, we're waiting for some other uh, City Hall staffers that were invited to this hearing. Uh, item number three, be ordered that the issue of excessive resident lighting be referred to the Utilities Committee. Uh, this was referred, I'm sorry, can we take a vote to take item three out of order? Okay. Councilors Dobos? Yes. Balakir? Yes. McAuliffe? Cushane? Roy? Yes. Be it ordered that the issue of excessive resident lighting be referred to the Utilities Committee. Hello. The filer of this motion has also uh, stepped out. <laughs> Thank you. I apologize to the public. Council Costello, I'll refer uh, this order to you. Item number three. Thank you. Um, I've gotten some concerns from residents in Ward 9, actually three of them within a week and a half in regards to lighting in their backyards. 
that go into other people's property. So in other words, you're in one lot and the guy next door to you or the guy behind you has put up some lighting that's extremely bright. It goes right into their house and it interferes with their quality of life because the lights are always on, never shuts off. So the backyard is lighted for their, for the person that has the lighting, their needs, but it impacts the negativity of the life um, for other people because now they've got constant lighting. The ironic thing is I was watching a show, I don't know why, from Newfoundland and they have a major problem there, that this has become a problem that people are now putting up lights that impacts their neighbors and there's no darkness for some people. They have to get shades, they have to um, adjust their schedules. And I had three planes and like I said, a week and a half. So I'd like to see what we can do. Maybe we could get something from the electric light department. Thank you. Great, Councillor Balkier. Yeah, through the chair, uh, excuse me, Councillor. Could you say this is isolated to some particular streets or areas? No, it's, it's, it's in several areas in Ward 9. It's not only one specific area, but other, it's like one uh, street is off of James Street, another street is off of Jacob Street, and um, I'm just concerned about backyard lighting that's excessive for neighbors that constantly get that light into their home. I don't know if anybody else has had that problem, but. But these, these, this is flood lighting? It's like a flood light, yeah. I'll give you an example. There's one on Blanchard Street. He indicated to me, the person that lives on Blanchard Street indicated to me that the guy that lives behind him, that light's always on. Yeah, uh, um, attorney, not to put you on the spot. Uh, is there anything that we can do to, uh, through ordinance or um, some other means to address this issue? There is. So I did speak with the building commissioner, and the building commissioner does have the authority to go out and ask people to obviously make sure that you don't shine light onto your neighboring property. He has the authority. So if you provide the names and addresses, I spoke to him, and he said we'd be more than happy to either visit and or write letters. So he does have the authority already to do that. So there, there is an existing ordinance already? Okay. Okay, so then under, the, under the building code, yep. So then we're able to deal with this as is? Correct. If you notify the building department, they will take care of it. Now, there's no need to adjust the ordinance at all for this particular issue? When I spoke to Frank, he said he had the tools that he needed. Now, if that changes, I'll certainly bring it to your attention. But when I spoke to Frankie, Bor Mr. Boron, he said he has the tools currently to deal with that issue. Okay, thank so you. he thank needs you, Councilor Roy names and addresses. Yeah. Uh, Councilor uh, Zagorowski. Uh, through the chair to uh, Ms. Costello, did you approach any of these residents about turning their lights down or adjusting their no, sensors? No, the only people that I spoke to were the people that were making complaints. And like I said, Councilor Zagorowski was amazing. 10 days, I got three complaints. One was on Blanchard Street. One was on uh, Green Street. 
and I remember I was trying to get you the name of the resident. Right. And then the other one was um, uh, near Jacob Street. The reason I asked you that is that I had a problem with my neighborhood. One neighbor, I walked across the street, asked him to turn it down. He did right away. Did he? No problem at all. I do think on one of the issues, the neighbor who was affected by the excess lighting did approach the guy that had the lights, okay. and it wasn't friendly. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Councilor Costello, would you like us to refer this to the building department, or um, are you okay with approaching him? On your own. I would like to refer it as a paper trail to the building department so that I can give the building department the addresses of the person that is using the excess lighting. If you, if you don't mind, I think that that's a good way to follow through on a paper trail. Is there anybody else? Oh, go ahead, Councilor Flam. Yeah, I think I have the same concerns with spotlights because dome lights for security Everybody has them. Everybody throughout the city um, has them for security, whether it be Ring or other brands. But um, we had this problem, Derek, if you remember, with the trucking company yes. up on Burnett Road, you know, with excessive lighting from their parking lot. But we ranged, we worked with them, and they adjusted them. Um, spotlights, but dome lights are usually, they have the right to protect. According to the code, I looked at the code, uh, Dan, says they have the right to light up their whole property if they want, but not excessively like a spotlight or not, but like a ring has it directly down. So they see, you know, the lights, um, and it comes with that brand. They, they come with that. And that's under, um, the state code has those, uh, as approval for residential use. Um, but I agree if they're, they're directly affecting someone where they can't see, they may get a shadow because I get my neighbor's shadow on my property, but I can live with that. Um, but it can't be like a street light, you know, blowing where they have the, uh, the spot or the flood. The floods go lower. The spot goes directly straight out. That's what affects a lot of people. So uh, let the building department look at it. I agree with that, as Dan said, because uh, I did pull up the code today and uh, looked at it myself. And it, 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 we cannot make a law that says uh, uh, ordinance that says they can't have lighting in their backyard on their own personal property. But they, we can do it not to affect other people. In general, no different than the street light. Thank you, Councilor Flynn. Thank you. Anybody else on uh, item number three? Anybody from the audience or anybody from Zoom? Uh, I'll take a I'll take a motion. Refer to the uh... Uh, motion made seconded to refer to the building department. Councilor Dobos. Yes. Valakir. Yes. McAuliffe. Kushane, Roy. Yes. Thanks, people. I want to send it somewhere else. Send it. I'm sorry, Council Lafleur. No, I was just making. Dan said he did. Is have the building department review the code uh, ordinance on and if there any suggestions to it. Would you like to point. add that? You can add it tomorrow night if you want. If, Motion made and seconded to refer to the billing department and request the billing department review the, the code. The ordinance. The ordinance. Of lighting. Yeah, uh, please call the roll. Councilor Dobos? Yes. Valakir? 
Yes. McAuliffe? Cushane? Roy? Yes. That motion's favorable, 3-0. <laughs> Thank you. Item number two, be ordered that Councilor Dobis be authorized to hold a public hearing regarding the Williams Park contamination dispute. Put it back on the table. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, do I need a motion? Councilor? Motion to remove it from the table and then a motion to place it on the floor for discussion. I'll take a, I'll take a motion to uh, put item two back on the table. Uh, motion made seconded to put item number two back on the table. Please call the roll. Councilor Dubos? Yes. Valakir? Yes. McCullough? Cushane? Roy? Item number two, be ordered that Councilor Dobis be authorized to hold public hearing around the Williams Park contamination dispute. Uh, so I want to thank my uh, constituents for coming out today. I'm sorry. Thank you for your patience. Um, I, wanna, I went on the record. Uh, I did invite uh, DPW, and I did invite uh, members of the law department. Uh, I'm disappointed that uh, DPW does not have representation tonight. Um, I can, I'll go over the uh, issue as, uh, as I understand it. Um, uh, I believe in, initially I thought the council was told that they found an oil tank or something in that corner um, uh, where Williams Park meets State Park, um, but they had said that uh, they had found some petroleum fuel in the ground. Uh, I know the constituents are well aware of this, um, and uh, but they said that it's not spreading. So I guess when they put in the redundant water line, the contractor says they found some petroleum fuel. Um, they said this, the soil is contaminated, but they know it's been there for a long time, uh, you know, decades, um, but they know it's not spreading. Uh, so the city is trying to take the position that um, it's been there a long time, that it's, it's, that it's flowing from uh, certain residential properties. And so the city's telling the state that it's not the city's responsibility to clean it up, from my understanding. And uh, the city is trying to um, tell the state that it's not spreading, so they shouldn't have to clean up what's contaminated on city property. Is that, is that correct, uh, attorney? Right, so I'm not the attorney that's actually handling it, but, but essentially the background on it is when the city several years ago was putting in the water redundant line, they came across some what they believed to be contaminated soil. So by law, they're required to notify the DEP that they <coughs> come across some contaminated soil. So that was done, and then a DP, DEP opened its file on the case to say, okay, you found contaminated oil, we need to either remediate, we need to find out where it's coming from, and they have a whole litany of things that they're required to do. So as I understand it, the city has determined that the source of the contamination was coming from neighboring residential properties onto city property. So I believe what the city has done is they've retained an environmental expert to just file the necessary paperwork to, to try to determine whether or not the city was the source of the contamination, or was it the residential abutters? And it appears to me from the, inform the limited information I have is that the determination 
by someone, I'm assuming it's DEP, but again, I don't want to make that representation, that the source of the contamination was not the city-owned property, but it was the residential properties. So I believe the city's taken a position that since the city's property wasn't the source of the contamination, they were essentially relieved from any liability for the contamination. If I buy a property uh, and, you know, let's say there's oil from Westover or something like that, is that, is that normal? Uh, I mean, how, like how far underneath my property am I responsible for? Yeah, I mean, typically the problem here is that the homeowners, when they purchase a home, they don't typically do an investigation of the earth to determine whether or not there's contaminated soil or not. So I'm assuming it was a complete surprise to them as it was to the city when they started digging up for the water redundancy line. But I guess the city, at least from what I understand, is saying, well, if we're not the source of the contamination, why would the, we've been, why would we then be responsible for cleaning up? The neighboring properties. It appears as though that, and most likely, well before any residential neighbors bought those properties, somebody who owned them prior to that contaminated the property, which leached onto city property. So I guess the city's position is: look, we, we've done our investigation. We didn't. We followed DEP guidelines. We found the source, and it's not a city source, and therefore we're not responsible for clean the cleanup on the neighboring properties. Just for a point of information, attorney, um, so why did the city hire that special environmental attorney? Because you need to file certain paperwork with DEP to verify your investigation, what your investigation found. And our investigation found from our experts that the source, it wasn't a city source, that it actually sourced from residential properties. And in order to do that, you need to file certain paperwork with DEP. That's my understanding. That's my rough understanding of it. If I misinform the council, I'll certainly tell you otherwise. Um, but that's my understanding. But again, I'm not the, the person in charge of it. That's what I've... No, I, I understand that. I understand. And I'm sorry you're in this position. Oh, um, I know, I, I'm sure you I know you remember this because I, I, um, I asked you about it. I know there, uh, somebody from the law department um, tried to get these residents to sign something so that the city could do testing on their property. I don't know if you can explain anything about that. Again, I'm not I'm not aware that it was the city law department who sent out the communications. I could be wrong. I think it was DEP. I'm sorry, uh, Department of Public Works who sent out the request to gain access to the property. But again, Liz isn't here. I, I probably refer to her, and she's the she's a director of D, DPW. She would have more information than I would. But from what I gather, all the law people I've spoken to, nobody's the communication hadn't come out in any former fashion, other than potentially asking permission to, to get onto someone's property for testing purposes. I just want to be sure there's, there's no one from DPW on Zoom or anything like that, any city employees on Zoom? No. Um, but, it, but it may be in your best interest to postpone the meeting, but at least we have the neighbors, maybe they could tell us their version of events and yeah I mean so. I, I think that what's best maybe if the residents want to come up and try to ask some questions to our attorney on the record um, and uh, you know I would definitely be in favor of, of postponing the meeting uh, you know I, I apologize that that DPW did not show up you know I they were invited to the meeting uh, I'm not sure why uh, city employees are not here um, but I still encourage you to, to come up I encourage the public to come up state your name and address and um, you know tell the council about some of the frustration that you've gone through um, some of the some of the open-ended questions that you may have. Uh... 
Check, check. Okay. Uh, good evening, Chris Wannett, 17 Tardy Road, Chicopee, Mass. Ann Wannett, 17 Tardy Road. So, uh, thank you for those of you that showed up this evening. Derek, thank you for calling this meeting. I just have a couple questions. Um, so, how was it established that this oil leak contamination came from our properties, the residents' properties, if no testing was done on our properties? From what I understand, some expert determined that it was downgraded, meaning it was coming from a source outside of the city property. But I can certainly get you that information. I'm happy to share any information we have. I just know what what the conclusion was. But I'm happy to share the, those, doc, those documents with you. Right, I don't have you. them, but I'll get them. Thank you. And prior to the $30,000 or so that the city council approved for these legal uh, I guess paperwork documentation that was filed with DEP. Um, the mayor was on record saying that the city or the construction company did find a rusted oil tank at Williams Park. And all of a sudden, this has changed this perspective after the attorneys were hired. If somebody could comment about that. I don't know anything about a rusted oil tank, but I'll be certainly happy to look into it. This is the first I've ever heard of it. But again, <clears throat> it, it may have been said. I just have no information on it. But if it's postponed, I'll certainly get that information to you and share it with you. Thank you. The other thing is, I'm not sure if, Derek, do you have the the, the maps that were sent to us by our legal department? Um, Mr. Marshall approached the three residents. I have it on camera. That was city kind of threatening us with letters, wanting us to sign documentation to allow the city onto our property to do testing. This is also on file. Bob Department. Do you mind if I take a look at that? Sure. And all this information is all information that was discussed the last time we were here several months ago during the city council meeting, or I believe, was it city council meeting? It was about a year ago, May yeah. 3rd. I believe we had two or three of those letters sent. Did you speak when he came to your door? Did you speak to him directly? Uh, Mr. Marshall came to the door with that document that the attorney is reading. He wanted me to sign for it. I said, I'm not signing, but I'll take it. And then I believe uh, when we were here about a year ago, just to give a little bit more perspective, um, some of the city council members, uh, Joel specifically said that the letter was sent. It was a form letter, I believe. That's what it was stated as. And it was maybe a little bit too aggressive. So just so you know, so what I'm looking at is I'm looking at a letter that was dated January 26th. 2022 and it looks like that letter came from our superintendent of public works and i think that was the initial letter saying that there was some contamination located when we were doing our water redundancy line 
the second letter, you are correct. Obviously, that did come from the law department. It was signed by a prior assistant city solicitor, Christine Pakula. That letter was, again, trying to get permission to come onto the property, because I think one of the responsibilities of the party, including the city, is to determine where's the source. So I'm not exactly sure if they didn't gain access to your property, how they determined that it was a down gradient spill, but I'll certainly be I'll certainly be um, in contact with you and certainly I'll present it to the council at your next utilities committee meeting. But as far as service, I would suspect Marshall didn't come to your door. Somebody from the city oh, definitely excuse came. Excuse me, he did. I have it recorded on the ring doorbell device. So Marshall, came, Marshall yes, came? Yes, sir. He came to our house, their house, and our next door neighbor's house. I have it. I can provide that to you as well if you would like that. If you could describe, um, you know, maybe like the behavior or uh, whatever made you feel threatened when he came to your door. So, so when Mr. Marshall came to the door, it, you know, I put the two pieces together. Clearly, it was something to do with something that had to do with William Spark. Like I said, I'll take the document from you. I'm not signing anything. He left. Uh, Liz's information, the DPW, what's her um, superintendent. Right. I gave her a call. I was the only one that called. And I just inquired, what is this information? Like, if the city's coming on our property to do testing, who's, how are you going to do it? We have septic fields there. We have leach fields. What are you going to do? How are you going to come? You know, who's going to fix the property, right? We have all nice manicured lawns. If you're driving a, you know, 10, 15 ton drilling rig on the property, that's going to do damage. No one wanted to own up anything to that. They're just saying we have to do this based on state laws or whatever. Okay. I go to Liz. So how come how come only three neighbors and the neighbor's property that doesn't even abut William Spark isn't included in this? And her words were, we don't want to get, get too many neighbors involved right now. Okay. So um just kind of the transparency and the communication, kind of shady. I don't like that kind of communication, especially as a taxpayer of the city. I know we all represent the entire city, but we are part of that equation as well. Now, um, Mr. Attorney, there's also, you see these, if you see these two maps attached to the letter? Yes, yep. All right. <clears throat> I'm not a rocket scientist, but there's three wells on the map. Um, on the corner of Lord Terrace, inside Williams Park and on the corner of our property, which is 17 Tardy Road and 19 Lord Terrace. And on that map, there's a yellow line kind of showing where they found oil. Mm -hmm. And there's also on that map showing underground flow of water, correct? In blue? It appears as though that's what it is. And in your opinion, how do those, that flow, where's that flow coming from? Is it coming from Lord Terrace? Is it coming directly from from one of the neighbors? This this blue line here that's going horizontal with your properties. Yeah, so the, blue, the blue squiggly lines coming. The blue squiggly lines coming from Lord Terrace, down in a kind of like in a southeast direction. 
this year. I mean, well, yeah. I don't know. Liz or John or somebody. Nomination with the yellow. That'd be nice. So, but just to put it on record, okay? Just if you agree with me, the waterfall appears like it's coming from Lord Terrace and going southeast into the park. We don't know Okay, so if that's a reasonable inter interpretation, there's no contamination to the right of where the well is on the corner of our property in Williams Park where they did drilling and water scumming from the northwest. How are we being included in this situation? And how are the neighbors to the left of Lord Terrace not, not here today? Why are they not being involved? If I could, um, I got Liz. She'll, she'll, the DPW, she'll zoom in. Mm -hmm. I think we should have her zoom in, uh, at least get some out of her. So I'll have her zoom in right now. It'd be nice if representation. She misunderstood you, Derek. She thought you were at, you were going to ask for a meeting tonight. Let me just say, please zoom in. Yeah, I, I apologize to my constituents that uh, we had trouble getting some people to the meeting tonight. No, she's going to zoom in right now. So just so I'm clear, so my responsibility to you t tonight is going to be to, d to provide you information on how it was determined it was, be it was a down gradient spill. Secondly, was to talk about a rusted oil tank that was spoken about by Mayor View or Mayor Koss? Mayor View, City Council meeting. It was a meeting in this room because there was the Issues with the the main room due to a lightning or something, a storm. Yeah. And then Do we have an attorney that's on handling this case. It would be Lou Moore. Outside, Lou, then, outside right? Person. Outside okay. counsel. So Lou, Lou Moore is the he's the environmental expert that we retain when they have these types of situations. So that would be the person that we need to. I, I will speak to and get some information on, and potentially the. Superintendent of DPW will have that information. We'll we'll see, because she's been working closely with him. Did, did the city threaten to sue you at any point? I know there was some panic in the neighborhood when this first started. Um, Liz, Liz, well, I spoke with Liz DPW. Um, they did mention litigation that the state would come after us. In the, in the do, you mind, do you mind if I read that in the record? Is that sure. Okay? Uh, dear Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Winnot, pursuant to Mass General Law, Chapter uh, 21E, the Massachusetts Contingency Plan, you may be responsible for reimbursement of environmental uh, response costs incurred at Williams Park, uh, Chicopee, Massachusetts. William Park is owned by the city of Chicopee and dedicated as parkland pursuant to Article 97. The purpose of this notification is, again, request access to your property to determine the responsibility for hazardous material contamination among the parties without litigation. Specifically, phase one testing has revealed that a property which directly abuts the park is the source of contamination. This potentially includes your property. The city understands this may be a hindrance to you. However, it is pertinent that you cooperate with additional soil and groundwater assessments. 
Your failure to respond to this letter will result in the request of a court order to obtain access to perform further testing at 17 Tardy Road. If it's determined the source of contamination is from your property and you fail to agree to pay your share of the environmental response costs, you may be liable to the city for litigation costs and attorney fees. Kindly forward a copy of this letter to your homeowner and title insurance carriers. Additionally, please forward any copies of reports in your possession concerning soil or groundwater sampling investigation or assessment that have occurred at your property. Thanks for your anticipated cooperation. Uh, very truly yours, Chrissy uh, Pecula. Uh, that's the first letter. Uh, so I, uh, this definitely concerned me when they first brought this to me. It, I, I do feel this is an aggressive letter. Um, that's why I, I, I uh, you know, was pretty alarmed. I know I spoke to Dan about this several times over the last year. I just want the committee and the, the other counselors in the room to understand this. Um, and uh, since the re none of the residents agreed for this testing, um, the city has not sued them to my knowledge, um, but I, you know, they've clearly threatened it in this letter. And also to put on, on record that our banks, mortgage banks were included in that communication. Um, yeah, if, if you don't mind, uh, Councilor. If you make a few copies, uh, Councilor, that's okay. We have to have it on record. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, you make a couple copies. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank you. I, I, we're waiting for um, the uh, DPW director to come on Zoom, um, and she can answer more questions after that. Um, are there any other concerns you want to mention before we get DPW? Um. <coughs> the law department did not want to speak to him. They said they would only um, take his inquiry in writing, that they would not speak to us, not answer any of our questions. <coughs> and then later we went to the uh, city council meeting and did uh, input. That's our issue. And, and that also goes for the mayor's office. I called, left a message, haven't heard a phone call yet from the mayor. Yeah, and I want to point out that I, I did try to get the um, the testing data for, for, for you guys, and I've, I've never been given that data, and uh, that includes a FOIA request, so just putting that on the record. Um, any, other, any other counselors want to um, address these constituents? Um, if you don't mind, if we can hear from the other resident, and then we'll, we'll give you, I'll give you a second chance to speak once we get DPW um, on the line. Okay, no problem. What's her address? What's her address? Oh, I'm sorry, can we say your name and address real quick? I'm sorry. Sorry, Schillinger, 19 Lord Terrace. Thank you. Uh, any, any other? He's getting around. Um, so was your experience similar to their experience and that you received the same amount of letters and then had a visit as well? We did receive the same letters. Um, I wasn't home at the time where the gentleman approached our house. My husband was not here today. Hey, she's on. It was the same experience. Thank you for being here. Liz is on now. Uh, Liz, can you, can you hear me? 
Liz, can you hear us? I was just connecting to audio. Sure, she can hear you. Liz, can you can you hear us? Liz, can you hear us? Hold on. Now I can. Now I can. All right. Okay. Thank you, uh, Liz. We were talking about this for a couple minutes. I appreciate you zooming in. Um, can you go over for us the um, this Williams Park contamination dispute, how it started, uh, where it is now, um, just kind of describing, you know, how the contamination was found. Um, what, what testing you've done, what testing that you've requested. Mr. Chairman, could you let her know you read the letter into the record that she sent out? Yeah, we, we read a letter into the record that the law department sent out to residents initially a year ago, um, you know, ba basically saying that, uh, you know, they want to do testing on residents' property or, or they're going to sue them, right? They're going to obtain a court order and, and take them to court. Um, so we read that letter was read in, into the record. Uh, from my understanding, Liz, uh, I try to go over it briefly. I know they put in the redundant water line. Um, then uh, there was some contamination found. I thought early on uh, at some meeting it was mentioned that possibly an oil tank was found, but but so then later me, on uh, it was said that petroleum oil. Is that correct? Can I? Can I? Can and, I? Let uh, me. Let me. Yeah, um, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, all right. During the redundant water main project, when they were excavating to install the pipe, they found riveted metal scraps of riveted metal, which were presumed to be possibly from some sort of tank. Due to that, we that you know we have to file then with uh, the DEP what's been found. So then time goes by and they then require for us to do some investigative work um, due to that notification to them. So we did some um, borings and uh, some testing and we found that there was a contamination of a petroleum type product. And um, when that was found, we had to then expand our uh, area because then you have to kind of, you have to determine um, the limits of the possible contamination. And when we did the initial, when, when we did that with the borings and um, uh, taking samples of the groundwater and such, we found that it led us to the adjacent properties and um and that's where where we were we filed um the testing and sampling with dep and uh they were requiring that we continue determining the limits uh and possibly locate the source when we sent out the letter i don't believe it was threatening i don't I don't, it's been a while, but I don't believe it was threatening as far as lawsuit. It's that we had an obligation um, and we had deadlines to meet uh, for reporting and that we needed to get access to properties to continue delineating. But when we did receive very little response or um, support from the adjacent uh, properties, we then, I don't know if you recall, we filed for down gradient property status which kind of would, which puts us in a position we where we don't we're now not obligated to continue um, determining the complete limits of um, this contamination and that uh, you know our liability pretty much uh, ends to at where we where we completed it. Um, thank you. Um, 
Liz, I'm going to open it up to uh, some of the residents. I think they have some, some questions for you. Okay. Hi, Liz. Uh, good evening. Um, this is Chris from 17 Tardy Road. I'm not sure how you're saying we we you didn't have cooperation. I believe I called you a couple of days a week later after receiving one of the letters and um, and wanted more information. And I asked why other neighbors were not included in this litigation. And I believe you said we, you guys didn't want to raise too much attention yet in this matter. So I did call. We were willing to speak with the city on this matter during the city council meeting. We also said we never said we wouldn't allow anybody permission on our property. We wanted to know what would happen, how it would happen, who would restore our properties. We were never given an answer. So we actually, I did speak um, with you. And I had told you that you should, I had suggested that you speak to an attorney just to make sure that you were comfortable with that allowing us access to your property. I think we even talked about how we would access your property and you were concerned about your leach field um, adjacent to your house, is that correct? Correct, yeah. to some degree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, we didn't so want to notify you. Sorry, I think there's a delay. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> um, and we didn't notify all the residents adjacent uh, on that on in your neighborhood because we were focusing primarily on the properties that were with with show seemed to be uh, upstream of where we found our contamination so we weren't notifying everybody in the neighborhood it was limited just to those that we thought to be upstream sure so do you do you have the um map with you by any chance where i could ask you a couple questions i don't but i i i have a fairly good memory of of that. Okay. You're the one with the. So if you could comment. Sorry. Yeah, if you could comment where the uh, when the testing was done, where the water flow was coming from, what direction compared to uh, Lower Terrace. What do you mean water flow? Like the way ground underground water, water flow. Mm -hmm. Yes. So um, it comes. I believe that it the it come um, if you're if you're looking at the map it should be oriented in north south right and, and standard orientation where sure. Lord Terrace and Tardy are north of the park. Yes. And that's kind of the way that the groundwater moves um, there, and which is why it was determined that. Um, the contamination is downstream the where we initially found it at in the park it's downstream because that is the way um the groundwater moves like tardy is off of lord terrace correct and it moves in a southerly direction so according to the map to me it looks like it's coming from the northwest heading southeast possibly um i I know that it's it's coming from the north moving south. I'm not sure in which direction, but I believe at your pro the the reason that it was not determined that it would be coming from the western side of that of Lord Terrace is because the contamination based on the borings uh, does not go um, it it it's it uh, seemed to favor the east side, so that's why we were focusing on the east side. 
<laughs> oh, I'm trying to analyze this. Um, on the map, the, the underground water is coming from the northwest, so the two houses to the left of Lord Terror should be included in this matter because that petroleum, whatever is flowing underground, in theory, it could be coming from the northwest of Lord Terrace. Well, because... How, how, how could it... Sorry, but because the the borings found led us directly to, I believe, your property and the property on Lord Terrace, you would continue to move in that direction. If it was found that once we were on your property, it continued to move north or west, then we would follow that. It's It was kind of a process. We're not going to just jump and, and start uh, sampling in locations we're not certain of. You, you continue to inch moving up upstream finding the full delineation because it could be it could be sure. coming from your side it could be coming from their side it, it, we you know, we don't know unless we we do the sampling but we actually don't have to anymore <laughs> sure so why is the house on 33 tardy road included in this when there are two houses from the park 33 tardy are they the ones are they adjacent to lord terrace i'm trying to think of the numbers they are there not. Three, They're on the corner three, of Lord Terrace. We sent uh, three, we, we notified three properties. Correct. So 33 Tardy Road is on the corner of Lord Terrace and Tardy, which is a house away from Williams Park, two houses. Yeah. Um, and also, just moving on a little quickly. Um, so there's a well that was done on the corner of 19 North Terrace in our property where the arborvitaes are. Uh -huh. And according to that well, there was no contamination found. And there's a yellow line to the west of that sharp, kind of straight yellow line where the contamination is to the left of that. And if the underground water flows coming from the north, northwest, how is uh, 17 Tardy Road part of this equation? So I don't have the map in front of me. And so I can't really answer that based on the description that you're giving. But I do know that our consultant, our environmental consultant, were, are the ones who decided who needed to be notified. And so we base it on their expertise in this. If I had the map in well, front of me, I'd probably be able to better answer that. but. Liz, I guess I've got a couple questions here. Uh, is it possible for us to get the tie combined data that the city received fr from the testing? Uh, yeah, of course they can. Yeah. Because I've I, like, I've never been given that data. I know I asked for it multiple times. Not not to you maybe, but to to Marshall. I've asked multiple times, um, and uh, I believe I I even uh, submitted a FOIA request to to Marshall for that data. I've never been given it. Um, so I'm I'm going to request that we postpone it out of the call of the chair and that data be presented at a future meeting. Uh, how much would a boring Derek, test cost? Just to, Derek, yeah. can I, wouldn't it, would it just be easier for if the resident, I have the um, report. If the residents want to come, I can give them a, the report. It's public information. I'm not sure um, about your FOIA request, but you know, I have, I have that information. Yeah, I mean, that would definitely be helpful. I'm sure the residents would want it. Um, I would definitely like to see it for sure. I appreciate that a lot. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if you could see if you could send that out um, or if it could be emailed to me, I can get it to, to residents. Um, 
logistic curiosity, how, how much does it cost to do one of these uh, boring tests where I'm guessing they drill down and test the soil? To be honest with you, I don't know the exact number. I could get that for you, but I don't know the exact number. And I don't, I mean, if you're asking in relation to like what a resident would pay versus the city, um, I don't I don't know how they come up with that. Ours was included in our consulting fees. No, I understand. I'm sorry to put you on the spot. Do you think it'd be more than 10,000, for example, just a total guess? I, I don't even want to guess. I, I, I honestly don't even want to guess because I'm not sure. I mean, Okay. Um, uh, one last question. Do, it, it, just say that that the city or the state came in and got a grant to clean up um, all the contaminated soil. What, what would the cost be significant, or uh, do you have any guess on like how much it would cost to totally clean up the uh, so-called contaminated soil, like in Williams Park? Oh my God! Uh, if we were to do like a recovery well system, I mean, I don't know. It depends on the extent and how much and if what what the source is. Um, but it could be. I mean, if you think of, I mean, Delta Park is probably an extreme situation. That's millions and millions and millions of dollars. But I, I mean, I can't imagine something like this would cost that. I think that with uh, DEP, it's you have to determine the limits and what the potential is for it to continue to migrate in the groundwater. Um, it may, may, be, may be that you don't have to, you just have to monitor it. You don't actually remove it, you just monitor it. But uh, I'm not I'm not an environmental science um, professional, you know, the licensed LSP. So I'm not really the right person to ask. I, you know, I know as much as they share with me. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, could I just ask two more questions? Uh, yes, please. Really briefly. So. How much did the city spend so far on consultation fees and all the drilling? If we could get a figure on that, that'd be lovely to know. And what is the current status of this matter? I know it was filed with DEP. Has DEP received it? Has, is DEP uh, reviewing it? What is the next step of DEP to the residents and to the city? It seems like to the city, the city has nothing to do with anymore, it sounds like. Well, uh no, so we did we file for downgradient status. So once that's approved, we don't have to do further investigation. And if we don't do further investigation, you know, there really is nothing that's mandated, I don't believe, on the residents, on the adjacent property owners until you were to um I think probably do some work on your property and uncover um that there may be contamination on your property. They can, I don't I don't think they can really enforce anything unless they have a definitive of whether or not there is something on your property. And I'm looking at this uh, one of the counselors, uh, Councillor Laflamme, sent me a picture of the plan, and I'm looking at this, and it it's kind of hard to see. But can somebody confirm to me over by MW five? Is that seventy? 7.6 as a groundwater elevation. Yes, 77.6 it looks like. Yes. So, so groundwater is actually moving from Tardy Lane this way. So if you look, it's 77.6. There's a 77.5 and a 77.45. So it's moving in the direction of 
like monitoring well five to monitoring well three. Yeah. Did you hear that, Liz? Could you I'm sorry. No, I didn't. I didn't hear that. No. <coughs> so, so MW two. So MW two specifically, I'm just speaking for 17 Tardy Road. Then why is Tardy Road being included in this? If everything to of that well is to the west of it, north northwest. No, I was saying I was using that based on the grades provided for the groundwater flow, and if you look at the grades, so it's moving from Tardy to Lord Terrace. It's not the other way around. So they didn't go further with their groundwater count, um, elevations, but because they already have, there's enough information to already show the way that it's moving. So it is, so your property is the one with the pool? They're, yes, they're worried about being sewered. So, and I believe uh, boring number 24 is definitely shows contamination in it. So, or maybe not boring 24, but at monitoring well number two, I believe does. And so when you look at boring number 21, if you look at the way groundwater moves and you draw a perpendicular line from that grade up, you're gonna end up like over by your pool in your house. So even though it may not be your entire property, it could be passing over your property. Maybe because of the way the picture was taken. But you know, if um, you wanted to come by DPW, I can kind of sit with you and, and explain to you and I can give you the information from the report. I mean, so, so in the best world scenario, DEP gets this, reviews that there's, there, there's no further contamination being f going outwards in any direction. Uh, no definitive uh, conclusion is made where it's coming from. No one's digging. No one's doing any extra work. It just it stays was, closed. Yeah. If you, if you, um, so we have the monitoring wells in place, but if you were to look at the results, the contamination that was found is old contamination. It's not like a new source. The type of Petroleum they found was kind of like an older type of petroleum that the scientists are familiar with, and that's how they classify it. So it's not like a new source where, okay, we need to locate it. It was from whatever that, it's likely that it's from whatever that property was used for before it was developed. You don't understand what I'm saying? Yeah, um, yeah. And I believe there's, there's records of it that even. Sorry. No, my apologies. So my understanding is that all that property used to belong to Westover as well, right? Is it possible to date how old that petroleum was since that neighborhood, those houses were established in mid-80s? Um, I'd have to look at the phase one and phase two report would outline a lot of that information because they do a historical analysis of a property um, and it was utilized like as an, I think, archery and maybe like a uh, gravel bank before it, there had, you know, when you go back, they pull all of the uh, old ortho photos and of what the property was. And they look at the transfers of ownership and everything to see if there was a use prior that would have, could have been a source. 
Um, and that is all outlined in the report. Thank you. I think I think if we got a lot of those questions answered, I think we could come to some kind of conclusion where the neighbors don't feel like the city's, you know, coming after us, washing their hands clean and saying good luck with DEP. That's that's the way I feel. And you shouldn't, I, I, would, yeah, I, I, I would hope that you didn't feel that way because we definitely, the way we were looking at it was more of like, let's try to figure this out and the city would assist uh, with the investigation part. But, you know, and 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 I had I I remember telling you you know like take have somebody look at it just so that you feel comfortable on a from a legal perspective because I would never want anybody entering into something that they didn't feel comfortable doing or felt pressured doing it. Um, I think it was then I didn't really hear anything and I didn't hear anything from any of the other property owners. Um, neither did I or or the planning department. And so that's when we did you know we we decided to. Um, send out a letter and um, then we move forward with the down gradient um, designation. But we can talk further. Right, so, yeah, this, this is what I'd like to do um, if possible is if you could get us that, that the testing data from, from the, uh, the contractor Tygen Bond, I think that would be helpful. I think I'm gonna ask the committee to make a motion to postpone the call of the chair. And, uh, and then um, once myself and the residents have a chance to review the data, um, if we have another meeting, we'll try to get Mass uh, DEP here and, and Tygen Bond here, if possible, if they're willing to. I know we can't order them, but I can, you know, I'll call them and invite them, uh, and we can have a, a meeting more about the data. I'm not sure if that's favorable to the. I would. I would, um, I, just, I would. I just have of, one question for you. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead, I, I'm sorry. Derek, go ahead. Derek, I wouldn't involve regulators regulatory agency at this point because you don't want to um, make something kind of bigger than it might need to be at that time you might kind of raise some concern but we could sit with you know we would have I would make sense to have tie and bond and Lee who from planning who uh, has a lot of experience with this type of stuff um, as well as maybe law department to talk about um, all of this. So, Mr. Chairman, if you're going to if you're going to put it to a uh, call to chair or to postpone it to the call to chair, uh, and these folks are um, willing, if they're willing, I'd like to see if they, Liz could meet. She's willing to meet with them because that would be a lot of. And then when they come to the next meeting with us, they'll have some to go back and forth with. But at least meet with them if she's willing to do that. It'd be, it, with yeah. the paperwork and everything. Well, well I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I think we should postpone the call of the chair. If, if no meeting is needed afterward, we, we'll just let it die. No, I would still if, have if, your meeting, but you at know. least to have back and forth of what they're doing, they might get more information just sitting with her. Yeah, uh, because I've never seen the data. I've asked for it. I've never, I've never seen the data. I don't know. You know, if I haven't gotten it, they obviously haven't gotten it. You know. Yeah. And I okay. just have one more question regarding this downgraded status. Is there an ETA as to when? Um, you know, you're going to hear back from DEP. Um, um, I'll have to look and see where we're, where that's at. I'm not, I can't answer that right this second. I'm not sure. And once you hear back, or let's say that they do approve this downgraded status, are the residents going to be notified? Like, do we need to worry that if we want to sell our house at some point that 
you know, that there was contamination abutting our property? Like, what, what do we need to um, do about a situation like that? So when on the letter, it's requesting us yeah. to talk to our insurance company and our mortgage company and all this stuff. Like, why do we have to disclose this information to them? Um, technically, legally, you're supposed to. So when you're selling a house, you're supposed to disclose any of that information for possible future liability. Um, in my experience, I know with purchasing of properties that have that potential, the buyer would probably want to do like a phase one report where that would all get discovered anyways. Um, unfortunately, we can't take back that we found this during that project. Uh, it had to be reported and now it'll always be public information. But there's no consensus that this is coming from any of their properties. So you guys just did us undue harm. The city has done us undue harm and saying, you got to take care of it. Talk to your attorneys, waste thousands of dollars on litigation because that's what the city's doing. You know, that's all I have to say. I'm not any sure. other um uh, I'm sorry any other counselors want to make a comment about this uh, issue I'm sorry counselor about here please no, no thank you mr chairman I, I'm just curious how many um, neighbors and how many I, I believe it's three households uh, is that correct uh, Liz as of right now we have only narrowed it down to three because we you know, we're basing it on the data that we had collected from uh, Williams Park uh, along the property line. I'm not hearing you guys. You like to make? Uh, I'll take I'll take a motion to uh, postpone to the call of the chair. Make a motion to postpone to the call of the chair. Motion made seconded to postpone to the call of the chair. Councilor Stobos? Yes. Bellakir? Yes. McAuliffe? Cushane? Roy? Yes. Oh, go ahead, Councilor Roy. Yeah. Definitely feel for you guys. I would feel the same way if I were in your shoes. I'm hoping that we can come to a conclusion of the problem. You've got to get information from Liz. You have to get more information from the lawyer. And hopefully we can resolve this, uh, you know, in a good manner for you. Good luck. It's unfortunate that the city council $30,000 in litigation for Yeah. Uh, thank you, Liz, for coming on Zoom. If you could send me that um, data, and I'll make sure that the residents get it. But uh, Derek, I I'd like to be able to sit down and explain to them, you know, what's in there, so that it's not you're not trying to spend a lot of time figuring it out. So for anybody, um, okay, no problem. Me, I can connect you to them as well. President, is that okay if I connect you with Liz? Yeah, Liz, I'll um I'll connect you with the residents. I'll give you their contact information. Okay. Um, I appreciate your uh you coming to the meeting. Uh, the motion is three zero favorable uh, to the call of the chair. So for the residents, um, 
you know, we can we can call this back to uh, to utilities anytime uh, through through this year. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Our motion. I just make sure that he's going to make a copy of that letter. Just make sure you get your copy back. Accept the minutes of July 13th and July 25th. Uh, I think it's July 11th. Let me see. I just said, didn't I? I say July 11th. July 11th and July 25th. Motion made seconded to approve the minutes of July 11th, 2022, and July 25th, 2022. Please call the roll. Councilor Dobos? Yes. Bellacir? Yes. McCullough? Cushane? Roy? Yes. Motion to adjourn. Motion made seconded to adjourn. Please call the roll. Councilor Dobos? Yes. Balakir? Yes. McCullough? Hussein? Roy? Yes.